Welcome back, kings and queens, to another chapter of Said Said. And if this is your first time watching, thank you for tuning in. I hope you enjoyed today's message. If you're watching this on YouTube, Spotify, or Apple Podcasts, be sure to like, subscribe, and turn on your notifications so that you can stay connected with the latest chapter. If you're watching this on YouTube, if you have any questions, feedback, please leave them in the comment section. If you're watching this on Spotify, please leave your response in the Q&A section and participate in the poll. Before we get into today's message, let us pray. Dear Heavenly Father, we uh, come to you and we just thank you, God, for waking us up today. God, we thank you for giving us another day to live. God, we thank you for you working through us and taking us from glory to glory. God, we know that it takes time, but God, we just ask that you do it in your time, because in your time, it's perfect. God, I ask that our spiritual eyes and ears are open. I pray in Jesus' name that the enemy is sent away so that we can focus in on what you want us to receive. Wherever we are, wherever we're listening to this, please keep us safe and let us uh, intake what you have for us today. So we thank you, dear Heavenly Father, and thank you for your son, Jesus Christ. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. I want to talk to you today about Among the Thorns. This chapter is part three of a four-part series. You can watch the plot for this message in chapter 27 titled, Which Soil Is It? Today we'll be, we will be referencing Mark 4, 18 through 19. So Mark chapter 4, verse 18 through 19. Mark 4, 18 states, Still others, like seeds sown among the thorns, they hear the word, but the worries of this life, the deceitfulness of wealth, and the desires for other things come in and choke the word, making it unfruitful. So the worries in life can be money, health, safety of loved ones, your job, your career, relationship problems, anxiety, depression, uh, what's going on in the world. We know there's a lot that we can worry about, but don't allow these worries to choke up what God has said about you and your life. Don't get caught up in the thorns. I'm not saying that we should be negligent and act like nothing is going on. But what I'm saying is that we should read his word, take our worries and anxieties and cast them unto Christ. I heard this story about a little boy who was playing out in the front yard with a pair of binoculars. His dad was inside and looked out the window to check on his son. And when he had seen him, he noticed his son was using the binoculars backwards. The dad goes outside, walks up to his kid and says, son, you know, you have those binoculars backwards, right? And the boy says, I know, dad, but I'm looking at the bully next door. And whenever I look at him through this side, it makes him look really small. It's funny how the kid couldn't fix or change the bully at the moment, but what he could change was his perspective. One of my favorite sayings from my, uh, from my pastor is, instead of magnifying how big our problems are, let's magnify how big our God is. Instead of giving attention to worry, instead of giving attention to your worries, have a change of perspective. And shift your focus onto God. 
by reading his word and seeing what he says about your situation. Listen to what God says. Who of you, by worrying, can add, can add a single hour to your life? Luke 12, 25. An article from Lancaster Farming states this about worrying. Not only will it not add anything to your life, but medical data tells us it is more prone to decrease our lives by increasing illness. From the Oxford Dictionary, worry is defined as anxiety, dwelling on difficulties, and even getting ourselves into a panicky emotion. While everyone worries about something at one time or another, it is when the worry or worries take over one's daily life that it becomes harmful to the worrier. When you are getting caught up in the, by the thorns of worrying most of the time, it is because you are trying to handle the situations by yourself. You're trying to use your own knowledge to handle your situation instead of God's knowledge. So I ask you this, are you tired? Maybe you feel like you're running out of options. Well, I have good news. Take rest unto Jesus. Take rest unto God. Be released from the chains of stress and worry. You may be having what's called a spirit of heaviness. Well, in the name of Jesus Christ, I pray that that spirit of heaviness leaves you now and you feel lighter. Receive that. When I say take rest, I don't mean go to sleep, take a nap, or a vacation. What I mean is to do what God tells us to do, which is read his word and take rest in his word, meaning to know what God says and trust and believe that he's handling your situation. Cast all of your worries and anxieties upon him and enter into rest. Know that he will never harm you nor forsake you. So if you are following him, he will be faithful unto you and that you may enter into rest through his word. Being in a constant state of worry will keep you from reaching your divine purpose and living your fullness in Christ Jesus. It will keep you caught up in the thorns. It won't allow your plant to grow. Listen to what Jesus says. Come to me, all you who are weary and burdened, and I will give you rest. You will keep in perfect peace those whose minds are steadfast because you trust because they trust in you. Do not be anxious about anything, but in every situation by prayer and petition with thanksgiving present your request to God, and the peace of God which transcends all understanding will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. Whenever I'm talking about entering into rest, and using Jesus' word and using your faith, which is the word of God, when you exercise your faith, when you put your faith into action and enter into rest, that is using scripture and saying that, God, I'm coming to you. I'm weary and I'm burdened. I, I, I give my problems to you, Lord. I'm dealing with, I'm, my, I'm struggling as a mother. I'm struggling as a father. So I give it to you, Lord. I'm, I'm steadfast in your word. I'm, I'm maintaining in your word. I'm reminding, I'm using your words and, and applying them to my problems. So when you do that, you're taking, you're using his words. You're, you're taking off your problems and your worries and your anxieties. You're giving it to him through prayer, through thanksgiving. You're giving it to him. And in return, 
you're using his word and resting on his word, resting on his faithfulness. And great is his faithfulness to me, to you. It's great. And you'll just know that you're resting on God's word. He's taking care of it. And he will take care of it. So back to Mark 4, continuing on on 19. But the worries of this life, so the deceitfulness, the deceitfulness of wealth and the desires for other things come in and choke the word, making it unfruitful. So we're talking about the deceitfulnesses of wealth. And he says that the desires for other things come in and choke the word. So we tend to focus so much on money, cars, clothes, a nice big house. We tend to hold on to unforgiveness. Someone does you wrong and you build this thorn of hate and unforgiveness to them. All of these things can be thorns if we allow them to be and if we value them more than we do God. It will prevent you from reaching your fullness because you are being choked by the deceitfulness of the things that you think that matters, of the things that the that the devil is telling you that matters. A heavy influence that you may have in your life is the music you listen to and the friends you're around. The music that you listen to can cause you to believe that hustling and grinding, being independent, not needing anyone, that you got it on your own, you, and especially if you listen to rap. We know the artists. There's Future, Drake, Cardi B, Megan Thee Stallion, Trippy Red. All, all, these, all these artists, these people have no place in our ears or our lives. Truly listen to what they say and see. How does what they rap about, what they talk about, apply and align with my life, my relationship or relationships in your family and with your life or with your future? But it's not rap. It's not just rap. Country music is almost worse, if not just as bad, because most of their solutions to their problems is by drinking, smoking some cigarettes or using a substance to get over their relationship problems. They're it's so depressing sometimes. The easiest way to begin to change your mind and thinking is by changing what you what music you listen to, especially if you're a Christian. That type of music has nothing to do with your life. By listening to that music, you're being one foot in and one foot out. Whether you listen to it while you go run or anything at all, it shouldn't be in your ear. The other one is friends. Most relationships tend to have a common denominator, and that is usually pain. Most of the time, pain brings friendships together because y'all can empathize and relate to each other. Y'all are going through the same things so you can relate, therefore you become friends. But what if that friend is a toxic and unhealthy friend? What if they deal with their problems by gossiping, always being negative, saying things like, I'll cut anyone off out of my life real quick. Try me. Or they deal with their pain and hurts by smoking weed or drinking. This quote unquote friend of yours and I use that term very loosely, is keeping you in the thorns. You will never grow until you remove that friend from your environment. Jesus says in Matthew 16, 25, for whoever wants to save their life will lose it. But whoever loses their life for me, you will find it. 
You may think it's no harm with the music you're listening to. You think it's okay to have a drink here and there or even hanging out with your friends who have bad habits. That's because you're living the way that you want to, not the way God intends for you to live. You are saying and preserving your life based upon your circumstances and your own understanding. The Lord says, for my thoughts are not your thoughts, neither are my ways your ways, declares the Lord. As the heavens are higher than the earth, so are my ways higher than your ways, and my thoughts higher than your thoughts. Isaiah 55, 8-9 The Lord also says, Trust in the Lord with all your heart, and lean not on your own understanding. In all your ways acknowledge Him, and He will make your paths straight. Right now you're caught in the thorns. In other words, you are gone with the wind. If the wind blows this way, you go there. If it blows that way, you follow. You have no set foundation for how to live. You're on a crooked path and keep going in circles. But good news, he, being the Lord, will make your path straight. He will open your eyes to these thorns and allow you to be set free from these bad habits, generational curses, depression, and anxiety through Christ Jesus is how you'll get rid of those thorns through his word. I'll close with this. We can't take anything with us. We should not be racing for money, cars, clothes, relationships. We shouldn't be dealing with our problems by indulging in sex, drugs, alcohol, watching porn, or being a liar. These things lack substance and will be gone and left here when we die. But we do take two things with us whenever we leave. We will take our own spirit as well as others. And what I mean by others is the example you leave here for them. So whatever you're doing, whatever it is that you're indulging in that you think is good, when, if I'm being honest with you, you're living selfish. The anger you're holding on to, the, the substances that you're dealing with, with your problems, the gossiping, you're carrying on that generational curse and passing that down to your children. A lot of us want to pass down a house to our children. We want to pass down money to our children. We want to make sure they're secure. Above all things, you should make sure that, you're, make sure that your family and children or spouse is secure in the Lord before you leave. Above all those things. Those should come last. You should make sure that their spirit and their mind on Christ is right before you leave. That's how you break generational curses. You break them by using the chain breaker, the miracle worker, and that is in himself, Jesus Christ. And you know, you know deep down in your heart that whatever it is that you're doing is not helping those around you. One of the thorns in your life might say right now, so what said? It's my life. I'll do what I want. And you're right. It is your life and you will do what you want. But with that thinking and whatever it is that you're doing, you will continue to always have those anxieties, unsettledness, and problems until you are ready to lose the life that you think you have and be all in for Jesus. Jesus says in Matthew 6, 24, No one can serve two masters. Either you will hate one and love the other, or you will be devoted to the one and despise the other. 
You cannot serve both money and God. Everyone is about my truth, but there is only one truth. We hear, well, this is my truth. This is what my truth is. This is what I think. But there's only one truth. Matthew 16, 24 says, Whoever wants to be my disciple must deny themselves and take up their cross and follow me. Maybe you haven't accepted Jesus as your Lord and personal Savior. Let me tell you that none of this can be done without him. Allow me to offer you this invitation. I'm not trying to condemn you with this message. I'm simply trying to get you to realize what I failed to realize and that I was being lied to. And most of all, I was lying to myself. All of these things can change through prayer and supplication. Prayer being having a relationship by talking to God, just as I'm talking to you, or as you talk to a close friend. And supplication being humbling yourself and asking for the power to help change and renew yourself. If you are ready, would you say this prayer with me? Lord Jesus, I repent of my sins. Come into my heart. I make you my Lord and Savior. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. If you said that prayer by this, if you said that prayer by his truth, you have been saved and the angels in heaven are rejoicing for you have coming home. So stay connected with me for the final part of this series, which will be part four, which is going to be called The Good Soil. Thank you for watching. And until next time, may the Lord bless you and keep you. And may the Lord direct your footsteps according to his word and let no sin rule over you. And uh, love yourself so that you can go love someone else.